0: My name is Catherine,
1: and I am a visual artist with Hearts Need Art. I earned my bachelor's degree from the University of North Florida with a focus in fine arts and painting and drawing. And during my time there, I did an internship with another arts and health program at a children's hospital. And it was during that time that I think I realized how critical the arts experience is, no matter what your life stage or circumstances are because um, it gave patients a way to still have a form of self-expression during really challenging times. Art making is an opportunity for us to not just have self-expression, but it gives us a chance to just be in the present moment where we're not worrying about the future or rehashing things that happened in the past. And so whether you're doing a super finished portrait or you're just making some marks on a page, there's a chance there to just find some peace, some peace of mind. I felt like because Hearts Need Art wants to bring those moments of joy and connection and self-expression in a healthcare setting, um, it just spoke to me because of my past. I think as adults, sometimes it's easy to lose our connection to art making because we get caught up in our jobs or being parents or whatever roles we have to fulfill. And it's very easy to forget um, just how playful and fun art making can be. And so um, being able to bring that opportunity into um, a healthcare setting, um, it may have been years and years since somebody has done any art at all, But I think just providing the space and the opportunity for somebody to try is a big is an important piece of them being connected to themselves. I think the process of art making is more important than the product. (laughs) So um, I'm excited to just show up with the materials and see what happens there. There's a level of spontaneity to that, um, that again, it, it brings in that presence based practice. You don't know what's going to happen until you just show up and do it. Come along with me, and I know you'll see that a song changes everything.
2: Oh, we're on the wrong side. (laughs) Of course, leave it to me to do that. Hi, Catherine. Hi, everyone.
1: Hi, Richard.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'm Richard Wilmore, your host of Arts for the Health of It. And look, I have a new person sitting next to me. It's Catherine, everyone. If we had applause, I don't think we have that in here, but I would... (laughs) Uh, I'll put an applause. I (laughs) will add it. Catherine uh, is, as you just saw in the video, uh, an artist in residence, a virtual artist in residence for Heart Street Art because she just moved away from San Antonio, which makes us all very sad. Um, But I thought this would be a great opportunity to have her join the podcast since Stanzi is out, and I'm very happy you're here.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Of course. What are you most excited about? Um, with joining the podcast?
1: I think I'm most excited to hear other people's stories and how they use their experience to connect with other Mm -hmm. people through the arts. I just, that's always
2: fascinating to me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we have a great kickoff for that for you to, (laughs) to, for a story, and we're going to get to write a song today.
1: I'm so excited.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Dan Rubens is here uh, and so is Jake Gluckman and they're going to uh, help us write a song because they do it every day uh, for the nonprofit that they work for and they work with kids and they get to write original music. Like who doesn't want to do that? Everybody, a lot of people write in their journals or diaries or just like random stuff on their blogs and then to get to turn stuff in to music. I, I'm so excited and then we'll probably turn it into a recording and then we'll sell it for, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll sell it as a way to raise money if it's good. And Catherine will probably be de- be in- responsible for the vocals because I cannot sing.
1: Oh my. Oh no. Nope. <laughs> Let's see what you,
2: happens. <laughs> yes. Can you tell everybody who uh, expert is with...
1: Oops, say that again, Richard.
2: Oh, can you uh, tell everybody what your area of expertise is with art?
1: Sure. Um, so I am mainly a painter. Um, I think in the video I uh, shared, I got my bachelor's in painting and drawing. Um, I have a six-year-old, so a lot of the time it's markers and crayons, and um, I think that I think that he helps me stay fresh. You just have to use whatever is available. <laughs> yeah. Um, But through that, um, I've taught elementary school for a couple of years. I've worked with arts and health before, and um, it's just fun to be able to talk with other artists and musicians and writers who are in that same practice.
2: Awesome. And speaking of whatever you have, today is National Mechanical Pencil Day. Yes. As of course it should be, National Mechanical Pencil Day. So if you have one, see what, what you can create with just a mechanical pencil. Throw it on our Instagram or our social media and show us what you got.
1: Or just do the thing where you like click it a bunch of times and then push
2: the lead back in. Yes, until it breaks. That's what everyone does. (laughs) See how many times, how many clicks until the entire thing breaks and you have no lead left. All right, uh, Catherine, anything else before we start today's show?
1: No, I'm ready to jump in.
2: All right, let's do it come along with me and i know you'll see that a song changes everything well here we go hi guys good morning
3: hello good morning good morning Happy do National it. Mechanical Pencil Day!
2: <laughs> yes, how are you celebrating? I'm so glad you're here for National Mechanical Pencil. We're gonna write I, a song I, with the mechanical yeah, pencils. We
3: we, we can do. write us about a mechanical pencil if we want. I am not a I'm not a big mechanical pencil fan, which I feel embarrassed to say on this day for what those who observe, like But me-
2: what, <laughs> what don't you like about the mechanical pencil?
3: I, I, it, it breaks easily, the sort of texture, it doesn't feel sort of like as organic as sort of like a classic number two pencil. Jake doesn't seem, mm-hmm. seem to be agreeing Jake, Jake is, shaking. Just, we'll, we'll, is we'll, <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, we'll talk more after this, Dan, I mean, okay. why you're wrong. But um, <laughs> no, I, I love mechanical pencils.
2: I recently fell in love, this has nothing to do with mechanical pencils, but erasable <laughs> pens. Mm. Oh, those yeah, are yeah. my favorite. Yeah, those are old school. Lot, so, yeah. what, Catherine? I
1: said, I said those are old school. Oh, but in a good, good way. Sorry. Well, okay.
2: I just recently found them, so that's fine. Uh, can you each uh, introduce yourself? We can start with Dan. Kind of uh, tell us who you are, and I also I love to know where people are from because we talk to people from everywhere. So let us know where you're from, and what you do in arts and health.
3: Amazing. So, my name is Dan Rubens. I am from Manhattan, uh, I, where I continue to live. Um, and I am the co founder and executive director of Hear Your Song, which is a nonprofit that works with youth with serious illnesses and complex health needs to empower them to make their voices heard through collaborative songwriting. And I've been doing that. Full-time for about two years. I started it as a student organization back in 2014, um, but it's been my full-time gig basically since the pandemic
4: began. Wow. Jake? Um, yes, hi everyone. My name is Jake Gluckman. Um, I am from New Jersey. Um, I uh, actually worked full-time for Hear Your Song uh, up until about a month ago. Um, I graduated from college in 2021 and I received a fellowship um, to work for Hear Your Song. Um, And uh, so that's how I'm involved. I started as a volunteer when I was a student, um, but I I was very excited when I got the chance to actually dedicate my full-time life to um, mentoring volunteers and helping our song production pipeline um, and really working with Dan um, in every aspect of the organization.
2: Oh, before he froze. I'm
4: at a... Oops, oh, sorry, did I freeze? No, you're back. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, and now I'm currently at a pre-med post-fac program. Um, I recently decided I wanted to pursue medicine, um, but I'm continuing as a very dedicated and enthusiastic Hear Your Song volunteer.
2: Yes, good. I'm so glad you're here. Now, before we start songwriting, because we're going to write a song together today, correct?
4: Let's do it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: from the from the not art side, but from the nonprofit side, I want to hear why or how you took it into the nonprofit world because you were doing it before, correct? And then, you... yeah, so uh,
3: that's a great question. So um it began when I was a sophomore in college. My co-founder Rebecca and I were really looking for ways to bring the musical community on our campus together. Um, and we, Uh, started working with kids in local children's hospitals and helping them write songs, which we'd then bring their lyrics and musical ideas back to campus where they'd get recorded by large groups of students. um, And that continued after we graduated. Um, And then uh, when the pandemic began, I was teaching fourth grade suddenly online. um, And as we were talking to each other and to other musicians and to the students who were still sort of trying to lead that, um, organization back on campus, we realized that sort of, this was the the moment um, where we really, um, I guess you could say an opportunity, but also really a need um, for the kids that we wanted to serve um, to make their voices heard at a time when they, were where kids were immunocompromised or living with serious illnesses, were sort of the most isolated and the most at risk. Um, and musicians were looking for ways to connect and collaborate that they had suddenly lost all access to. Um, and we suddenly had access or realized we had access to sort of uh, infinite virtual community, um, which meant that we could reach kids who weren't inpatient in hospitals. We could reach kids at home. We could reach kids really anywhere they were um, and reach kids anywhere geographically too. So that was sort of the impetus. Um, so it was sort of catalyzed by uh, COVID really more than anything else.
1: What, so- what made you pick, um- because initially you said you worked in children's hospitals. Was there a, a reason behind picking that?
3: Yeah. So um, the uh, the sort of connection there for me was when I was in fifth grade, um, I had a teacher who had our fifth grade class partner with a local pediatric residence for kids um, mm-hmm. with quite severe uh, medical needs, uh, many of whom were nonverbal and most of whom would sort of live in the residence until they aged out, um, and we were buddies with those kids for the full school year. Um, and my buddy Melissa was about the same age as me, um, and it was really uh, an incredible program of getting to know kids who uh, sort of at first glance might appear incredibly different um, and, and from from what I thought of at the time, was sort of like a typical 11 sure. year old kid um, and sort of making those friendships and having those connections, not just sort of be a single time sort of charity event, but really about connecting and, and getting ongoing. to know kids mm-hmm. as as full friends and human beings um, really had a big impact on me. So that was actually the first organization that I reached out to um, called Elizabeth Seaton PDX Center in Yonkers. And by total coincidence, the first, resident that we were paired with was Melissa, who was my buddy um, and was still there. Um, so that was one of the first, we recorded her song in our first ever recording session. Oh my gosh. She wrote about wanting to spend a warm day at the beach with her friends. Um, and so that, and we then got to work with her in person a number of times and perform the song for her and with her. And that was an, a really uh, very fortuitous full circle moment that sort of kicked That's things
2: incredible. off. incredible, wow. Yeah jake how did you get involved
4: so i started uh as a volunteer when hear your song was still a, just a student organization i was a musician and i was eager to kind of get involved i had met dan uh sort of over like facebook messenger and and he he had encouraged me to volunteer for hear your song and uh i instantly loved getting the chance to work with the musicians and i instantly connected with the mission. I've always loved working with kids, um, just like personally in my life. And I thought this was a great way to kind of connect with other um, you know, composers like me, but also give back. Uh, And then uh, sort of as Dan was talking about, as they started expanding in sort of the beginning of the pandemic, I was one of those eager musicians who was looking to kind of engage. and, And I got the chance to help record and write music for a few songs. And then I was, as I was looking for something to do post-graduation, um, Dan and I kind of stumbled upon this fellowship that's funded by the Ugly Club Associates um, where I could work full-time for Hear Your Song and it would be fully funded. Um, and uh, yeah, and it was, it was such an incredible experience.
2: Those magical words, fully funded.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, hear them too know. often,
4: but. you <laughs> no, <no>. do
3: <laughs> Magic. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and we've actually been lucky, really, sort of magically lucky, um, but really because of the talent of the of the people who have been got involved with the organization to have um, another fellow receive the same fellowship this year. Jack, who just started, not to be confused with Jake, who just started uh, <laughs> la- uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's been amazing to have um, another fully funded staff member for another year. <laughs> Good.
2: Yeah. Are we ready to Are we ready to write? Sure. All right, we're gonna take a break. Yeah. Do people, can people do this at home or are they just going to like watch us?
3: Um, people are, are welcome to do this at home. I think um, we can, as we, as we lead you through the process, we can sort of talk through what our typical songwriting sessions look like and, and sort of uh-huh. how there is no typical songwriting session. And then if people wanna sort of <laughs> find inspiration from that um, and, and pause and write their own courses, they're they're welcome to do so.
2: Okay, good. Uh, We're going to take a quick break so you can grab your mechanical pencil and paper and get ready to (laughs) write a song with us. We'll be right back, everyone. Whether you consider yourself a musician or not, music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Mindy Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com podcast, or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music.
1: Medical professionals are burning out at an alarming rate. Burnout can cause health workers to feel hopeless, trapped, helpless, worthless, depressed, sleepless, and tired. By joining the Heart's Need Art Gratitude Grams program, medical staff receive a personalized email and video from a musician, an artist, or writer once a week that includes a message of thanks, an encouraging song, uplifting poem or a simple art activity. After watching their Gratitude Gram, participants report feeling more hopeful, empowered, energized, and appreciated. If you are or know a healthcare worker that would like to receive free Gratitude Grams, please visit heartsneedart.org.
2: All righty, we're back with Dan and Jake from uh, Hear Your Song, and we are about to write a song. I'm gonna share my screen. You need to jump on Facebook or YouTube and watch this. Don't. This is not a, um, one to listen to on a podcast platform. So we're ready when you're ready.
3: Wonderful. So really the core of our songwriting sessions with kids is about giving them power and choice over as much of the process as we possibly can. Um, so we normally start out by just chatting with kids a little bit, getting to know what they might want to write about, or if they have a strong idea coming in. If you visit our YouTube channel, there's songs about food, there's songs about family. Sometimes kids write about their medical experiences. Um, so I don't know if if you want to write a song together, if you have ideas for what you might want a song about today, but it is mechanical pencil day. I don't know if that's of deep <laughs> musical interest to you. <laughs> uh,
2: what do you I think, I... Richard? I mean, my go-to is always coffee. Um... <laughs> Elephants are my favorite. I'm trying to think of favorite things. Catherine, what do you love?
1: Um, I love both of those things too. <laughs> good. Uh, good.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's um, why we get along. Yes. Oh gosh. Um,
3: you could also. I mean, we also invite kids often to write to tell a story, whether it's a true story or a made-up story through there song so you could combine coffee and elephants in some way if you wanted to as well
2: mm. Mm. <laughs> an elephant drinking day in the, the life
4: dinner. of an elephant who's just trying to get yes. a cup of coffee
2: it's yes. tough hitting through those starbucks stores when you're an elephant <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's dark roast coffee
2: right richard well it's medium roast medium, oh medium okay fine. i mean i'll drink it
3: um, I do think that what you just said—it's tough fitting into those Starbucks stores when you're an elephant—could be a great sort of hook for the chorus. Um, we 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 try to so as you're saying, try to write down like almost everything that kids say so that we can show them that they're like creating incredible phrases and and lines that that could become songs. Um, so if you like that, <laughs> I mean, could run sure, with it. yes,
2: yeah, I true. said it, so it's I love it. <laughs>
3: um cool well if that's what our song's gonna gonna focus on um so we can often if that do you like that as sort of sort of the like the the hook of the chorus or like the main uh sort of the main idea where we're building to in our chorus or what do you think
2: yeah i love that because i think it's funny
3: amazing um so do you want to you can both sort of take turns telling us a little bit about this elephant, what the day is like, what the need for coffee feels like, and sort of anything that comes to mind. We'll, we can just sort of brainstorm a little bit. Does the
4: elephant have a name?
2: Well, so I was just in the hospital uh, for a few weeks and Catherine actually came and, and painted my window for me. And one of the things she, I have the picture here. So she put, she drew this for me.
3: Wow. Oh, my gosh. And oh, my gosh. She that. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: so uh, there's an entire story behind this elephant, but we did name the elephant Ivy. So we could name this one Ivy yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I
1: think this one needs to be named Ivy.
2: Yeah,
4: great.
2: She's going to get her own like TV series, I feel like.
4: Oh, I, I'm already already brainstorming. Yes. <laughs> so what, what, what is Ivy like?
2: Hmm. Well, the story behind this, like, if you look at it, it's very cute, right? She's watering a field of flowers. That's what it looks like. But really what she's doing, those are, uh, I had a fungal infection. And so we named her Ivy as from an IV bag. And what she's actually doing Mm. is spraying antifungal on (laughs) them to kill them. (laughs) So she looks very sweet, but she's actually uh, a killer.
1: So <laughs> she's a healer, Richard. Yeah, that she's a, a healer. She's a I'm healer. so sorry.
2: Yes, but she is killing the fungi. So there's she's here to help.
3: Here to help her. <laughs> <laughs> Um I'll as a side note, I would I just to sort of mention another process that this is reminding me of. We worked la- at the beginning of last year with a, a 12-year-old named Zippy. Um, who decided to write a music, an eight-minute musical with us about a zebra, um, which is the symbol for rare disease in the United States? Um, a zebra who comes to the United States to find his adoptive father and ends up cast in *The Lion King* on Broadway. Um, oh so this is, and we actually ended up getting a lot of uh, cast members of *The Lion King* to. Uh, Participate oh, wow. in recording that. Um, wow. So if, if this could be heading the same direction, if you if we want to want to bring some Broadway folks on board, if the cast
2: of The Lion King wants to come on the program yeah. and sing. That's well, we can figure that. out. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about it.
3: Um, great. So so we have um, she's sweet, but she's actually a killer, actually a healer. Um, so how? What other are there other adjectives you'd use to describe her? Or um, I would
2: like ship. to be her I would like her to be as large as possible. Mm. I want a giant elephant.
1: Larger than
3: life. Yes. Oh, larger than life. Mm-hmm. Um does she have like a catchphrase or something? Like that? <laughs> <Goodness>.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: like there's a fungus fungi pun. Somewhere in
2: there, I used to to tell everybody that fungus is no fun. That's what I would tell everybody. But I don't know if she has a catchphrase.
3: It could be. It's tough fitting into those drugstores when you're an elephant. Could be her catchphrase. (laughs) We do. She probably
2: says it many times during the day. Right. I think she's she's
1: tired from healing all day, so she needs some coffee. Yeah. Yeah to pick me up.
4: So do you think the song is more of a like introducing Ivy the Elephant or is the song like a a particular like day in the life of Ivy the Elephant?
2: I feel like she wrote the song.
4: Okay. So the so the like will, will the song be like first person. Okay. Yeah.
1: And if you're listening um, and not watching yet, we're just we're they're typing all of our ideas down into this Google Doc um, so that we can start putting this together.
3: Um, And something that we often do if we're sharing on a whiteboard, Zoom, or something like that, we and especially for younger kids, we sort of visualize it with like a web where we might have like chorus ideas in the middle and then branching out to sort of uh, other categories of like what the verses might be about. And sometimes it's helpful to start. With the chorus, just to sort of center on like what our main idea is. So, sort of what what might be the phrases leading into these the Starbucks stores idea. Jake's Dan, I have a, I have
4: a yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what what's a, what's a chorus and a verse?
3: Yeah. Do you want to answer Ooh. that, Jake?
1: A <laughs> <laughs> <The> self answering participant. <laughs>
4: yeah. I'd be glad to, Dan. Um, so the chorus and the verse. Um, the, some of you may are are familiar with those musical terms but um when we introduce a lot of the times if we think that our songwriters need some structure and uh want you know very clear like pieces of a song we talk about the verses and the choruses so the choruses are the parts of the song that um it's like a part of the song that you remember it's like the part that repeats a lot like the three to four lines, it's usually three to four lines, it's usually has like the catchiest melody, sometimes it contains the title. So I'm thinking of like, somewhere over the rainbow, da da da. You could think that as the chorus of that song. Um, and so that part repeats like two to three times. And then the verses are sort of what goes in between the choruses. So like verse one would be like the first couple lines that introduce the song verse one is followed by chorus one and then you'd have a second verse followed by a second chorus um so we could start by thinking of like what we want the chorus to be since that's usually like the main idea of the song the part that you know as as i said repeats or that is catchy um and then from there go to the verses but it's up to you all
2: so i feel like the it's tough fitting through a Starbucks store, whatever I said, would be part of the chorus. Yes. Right?
4: Sure. Okay. I'll just put some of these structural marks so we can visualize <laughs> it.
2: How long does a typical, like, are these multiple sessions with? Yeah. Great question. I'm assuming- so,
3: yeah, so it really depends on, sometimes we do uh group sessions with partner organizations like this coming weekend, we're doing a session with the American Partnership for Eosinophilic Disorders, where we'll have a bunch of kids in a breakout room, and they'll each be working on their own. So in those cases, we'll definitely sort of have a follow-up session after sort of an initial 90-minute session to keep working on musical ideas and things like that. Sometimes kids, especially younger kids, but it sort of depends, will sort of write a lyric very quickly and and then share their musical ideas and say, like, I'm I'm done here. You can sort of produce it from here with your volunteer squad, um, other kids want to record their own vocals, write their own melodies, sometimes write their own piano accompaniment, mix their own tracks. So it's really driven by, however, wherever the kids want to take their experience.
2: Why was my camera unplugged?
3: Oh, <laughs> well, no. Um, another thing is uh, we don't require or uh, necessarily encourage kids to write rhymes in their songs, unless that's something that we offer it as like, is that something you want your song to have? Um, but we want it to sort of be whatever feels authentic to their voice. So if you want a rhyme elephant, we can work on that or stores, I guess might be the the easier way, I guess relevant could be a close rhyme. Uh, um, but yeah, so where shall we go from here? Hmm. It's tough fitting into those Starbucks stores when you're an elephant. Do you think that's the first line of your chorus or the last line of your chorus?
2: I feel like that's the first. Great. Catherine, this is also your song. So Yeah, Catherine, do you want
3: to think what where, where we might...
1: I think if you're using the word relevant, it's something like drinking coffee is always relevant.
4: <laughs> Great. Ooh, I like that.
3: Um... Do you want to use any of those brainstormed, like you say, I'm a, I'm actually, I'm sweet, but I'm actually a killer, or, <laughs> or I'm larger than life, or um, I a,
2: a I don't want her to be killer anymore. Okay.
3: Uh, I'm tired from <laughs> healing all day. She be a healer. Yeah, yes. She do be you a like, healer. do you like that? I'm tired from healing all day.
4: I need a pick me up idea. Oh
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: you want it to be, I'm tired from healing all day, so I need a pick-me-up or I'm tired from healing all day, I need to pick me up.
0: <laughs> Either one.
1: <laughs> 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 let's take out the so, let's take out the so. Great.
3: Perfect. And that's the kind, that, that's a great example of sort of the kind of uh, minute choices that we are constantly sort of offering kids so they really feel, cause sometimes it, sort of the big picture choices feel overwhelming for kids, so sort of giving them control on, on sort of the the sort of most granular level helps them sort of build up taking bigger musical choices where they're like, I don't I could have any instrument, like, that's overwhelming, but I can definitely decide if I want, like, this word <laughs> word in or not. Um, so good choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm uh, sure we're
1: kind of doing this, like, on an abbreviated level just yeah. like, for the sake of time, but it's um, it's really interesting that um, like you guys are having to pay really close attention to what they're saying, but also to maybe what they're not saying and then doing, um, just asking really good questions to um, mm-hmm.
4: to draw it out of them, so.
3: Yeah, a lot of the questions yeah, no, no. are about, go ahead, Jake.
4: I was gonna say a lot of the time, it just comes down to making sure that there's always like, as I sort of did with you, like two options that we're weighing and sort of mm-hmm. what we try to encourage our volunteers to do is always making sure that, it's always about the songwriter actively picking instead of us being like, do you want this? Yes or no? Or like, Because because all the times our songwriters are just like, yeah, sure, you know, whatever. Um, but make, making sure that there's actually like a way for them to actively choose one thing. And also for sure. them to see multiple options so that it helps them actually figure out what they want. Because a lot of the mm-hmm. times they're like, we're not songwriters, we know what we want. But if there are like multiple options that we give them, then it makes we find that it makes them feel like they're more empowered to actually choose.
0: Right.
3: Um, so, are we? Ha- do we want to add one more line to finish up this course Maybe. Oh well, yeah. there is a great rhyme for up that I'm thinking of that would be quite re- relevant for this Let's song. Let's hear it.
2: Let's hear it. Um, do you All have right. any up?
3: Yeah, could we could we get a yeah. cup in
2: there. <laughs> how she's, I don't know how she's holding her coffee cup, but I feel like we also need a color for the coffee cup.
4: Like, she has to have a favorite Ooh. coffee cup that she uses. Yeah. D- like, does she get always get, like, a particular size? Like, is the largest Starbucks size, like, enough for her? Because she's an <laughs> right, elephant, like, so i
2: Like, what if she just gets one shot, and that's her... <laughs> <shot of> <laughs> And she like throws it back with her trunk, and then she just goes about her day.
4: (laughs) A shot of espresso in my cup, and then what did you say about in something in the trunk, and then go about my.
2: I just imagine her like throwing it back, like using her trunk, throwing it back, and like tossing the cup, and then I don't know, fucking (laughs) away.
1: Is she pouring it on her head or in her mouth? No, like I don't know.
2: (laughs) I didn't get that far. It goes in her mouth. Okay, <laughs> but she can't like use her hand, her feet to like drink it, so she would pick it up with her trunk, right? Yes, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> this makes as much
2: sense yes, yeah. as much sense. Yes, as it this can. makes sense. This is completely a song <laughs> that could happen.
3: It's yeah, totally within the hearer song realm of the hear this song This is very realm.
4: very within the realm. Okay, good
3: um and we yeah and then we would as you said we, in a in a full session would go even further to like if you had just said a bunch of things we'd like slow down and be like say that again or like did we get that exactly the way you wanted it mm-hmm. um we're we're allowing a little bit of paraphrase maybe here that we would normally be very careful about making sure that we were capturing kids exact language but uh yeah so i guess for the sake of time, do you, now that we have potentially a chorus here, um, what musical ideas are coming to mind? Are there any instruments or, or little styles that you're envisioning?
2: Um, instruments would be keyboard and guitar since that, those are the two that you guys have.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, well. But we also, I mean, so for, we say to kids that like any instrument they imagine will how we, I mean, we pretty much have in our volunteer community any instrument we imagine. The kid recently said she wanted bagpipes, and I called our music director and was like, "Bad news, <laughs> we need bagpipes." And she was like, "Oh, that's great! We just had a bagpipe player." <laughs> so we, <laughs> wow. Um, uh, so yeah, so we feel limited. Um, um, but it, for, my for this,
2: favorite. Oh, sorry. Go.
3: No, yeah, but I mean, if you want to hear, if you want to hear sounds today. That's what you're stuck your with. Yeah. However,
2: when the when the Lion King cast comes, I would like drums because those are my favorite instruments. Great. So drums, I feel like should be in there. And that's also mm-hmm. a good like for feet, elephant feet. Yes. Like that could be good
3: pounding. Mm, ooh, so stomping.
4: Ooh. Mm-hmm. That, that that actually reminds me. Uh, I was gonna say that this this song is reminding me a lot of a song written by one of our kids named Piper. She wrote about her. She wrote a song from the perspective of her dogs going to the groomers. Um, and it was very similar to this, where it was like from the perspective of her dogs, like about like the fear of going to the groomers. And she specifically wanted the drums to sound like the horror movie, dun, dun, dun. Um, that was her like very specific note.
2: <laughs> I wonder if Ivy pays for her coffee and peanuts or cash. Hmm. Ooh. I don't know why that just popped in my head. Like, does she get a snack? That could like, be it, yeah. You know, does she like, oh, does right. she like uh, peanuts with her coffee?
4: Hmm. Um, that could be a whole verse. Um, <laughs> or the bridge, <laughs> um,
2: no.
1: The bridge, yeah.
4: <laughs> Maybe the bridge is like, she's like ran out of peanuts, but she's yes. at the store and she needs her coffee. So it was like a very dramatic moment.
3: Um, musically, do you have ideas for sort of stylistically? I'm sort of getting like a bluesy vibe from from that first line, but I don't know what you're <laughs> what are you, what are you, Matt hearing? Yes,
2: yeah, like blues, blues jazz, maybe like a
3: yeah,
2: you know, like Ivy swaying her big old hips while she's yeah. like snapping her fingers,
3: yeah. <laughs> um so normally at this point then if imagine we had written the full lyrics and and we're ready to sort of explore the music we'd invite the songwriter to improvise a melody maybe you don't have to do that today if you don't want to or if they're like no way am i singing um then our one of our volunteers, such as Jake, might sort of make something up and sort of see what reaction he gets. So um, that's my, that's your cue, Jake.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: unless, unless Captain wants to start singing, I'm gonna default oh, no. to Jake. Nope, Jake, it's all you.
4: <laughs> Ooh, let's see. No
2: pressure.
4: Do we want like a bluesy, so does anyone wanna do some snaps to count us in? I can do
0: snaps.
4: It's tough. Fit into these Starbucks stores when you're an elephant. Drinking coffee is always relevant. I'm tired from healing all day. I need to pick me up. A shot of espresso in my cup. I throw it in my trunk and go about my day.
1: Oh my gosh. Richard, your window painting has a song now.
2: (laughs) I know. This is turning into a whole thing. I love it. I'm so glad I was in the hospital. (laughs) That's so cool. That's so much fun. How you've worked with over 200 children, right? Since you've started,
3: yeah. So we've worked with um, we've written close to 300 songs now with kids. Um, and yeah, we have many many more coming this summer, too. We have three two camp partnerships over four different camp weeks, plus two conferences we're working with, a hospital or two that we're working with, as well as sort of individual kids through word of mouth. So, um, lots and lots of songs coming up.
2: Wow, and what's how. On a completely different side, it's more of the, the running the nonprofit yeah. side. How, how big is your staff?
3: So, our staff right now is me full time, our new programs fellow full time, uh, our music director is part time. And then for the summer, we have uh, two interns a programs intern and a social media intern. Um, and then we have just a massive <laughs> community of volunteers who lead sessions with kids, who compose music after kids have written their lyrics. Um, who arrange and produce songs, who play and sing on them, who make our lyric videos. Um, So there's a tremendous amount of generosity uh, from lots and lots of people that are going into making these songs possible.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow. What have you both learned about, I don't know, yourselves since doing the work?
4: Oh, that's a great question. I I think something that I've learned is just like trusting kids with their own visions and just, I guess, listening to them more. I think I've just, the stories that we get from a lot of our songwriters are sometimes really fun and like a dog going to the groomers. And then sometimes there are really heart-wrenching songs about illness experiences. And the wisdom and bravery have always just been inspirational to me and something that I feel like I try to carry with me in my own adult relationships. Cause sometimes, I mean, I'm sure you all can agree that like sometimes our kids can be much wiser and <laughs> know more than uh, some adults. So I think that's what I've taken away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah
3: I think sort of similarly sort of what comes to mind is even sort of beyond the individual songs, sort of trusting kids to sort of guide the direction of the organization and sort of to know sort of what what we need to do. Uh, For two examples quickly that come to mind are we are sort of pivot early on in the in our trajectory as a full nonprofit, like a little, like a year and a half ago now, um, to really explicitly include mental health diagnoses as the part of the communities we serve came from a sibling of a girl with a physical health diagnosis who wrote, she, was, she asked if she could also write a song and wrote hers about the stigmatization around teens talking about mental health and how her sister who has a congenital uh, physical condition is sort of Held up as a hero, and she's asked to sort of bottle up her mental health experience, and that sort of directly led us to sort of reconsider how we frame sort of the populations we work with, and and to sort of pursue a number of mental health-based partnerships that have been really powerful. And we've recently started doing peer songwriting groups, um, where some of our most uh, engaged and, and returning songwriters have been working on songs together and really building a community together. And and seeing their reactions to that has been incredibly. Powerful because they've really been very adamant that these groups continue and that they collaborate with one another and and they're sort of guiding sort of the direction then that our programming takes.
2: Wow, I'm just thinking like I want, I've been wanting, I just want to bring you into Hearts Need Art. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I think that would be a great. I don't know. We'll talk after this is over about how we can yeah. work together. <laughs> Amazing. We work with uh, uh, young adults and I think it would be a great partnership and something that would be really needed here. Anyway, how can people best um, uh, uh, connect with the both of you and uh, for Hear Your Song?
3: Yeah, so on our website, um, folks can get in touch if they want to sign a kid up for a session, if they want to volunteer in any capacity, those are all uh, easily available on our website if if they're from an organization, a hospital, a nonprofit that would like to partner with us. Um, All of our programs are free of charge for the kids and families um, and the organizations we partner with. So if people would like to support um, helping us to continue that, um, our ability to do that, um, they can also donate on our website um, to to help us continue to expand and sustain our programs. And I'm also available at dan at hearyoursong.org. And sort of most importantly, if people want to listen to the songs, cheer kids on, let them know that they're listening. Um, They do so on our YouTube channel and our social media, uh, which is at hearyoursong, H-Y-S, pretty much anywhere social media is sold. Uh, And and yeah, we, we just love hearing from people who are inspired and excited by the songs that kids are creating.
2: What do you hear Jake, and then I want to hear how people can connect with you. But this brought up a question that I will forget because I'm on medication. Uh, what do you, what do you hear from the kids when when their songs become kind of public and they can go on YouTube and listen to the song that they wrote? That has to be pretty cool for them.
3: Yeah, Jake. Yeah. You examples.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm trying. I mean, you can see on our Instagram we have a lot of reaction videos um, from from kids for hearing their songs for the first time. Um, I think, and, and we, we also have had a wonderful, um, virtual songwriter showcase series called cheer your song, where we sort of bring kids together so they can share their experience with their families. Um, and yeah, I mean, we get a lot of heartwarming responses a a lot of the times from, obviously the kids love hearing their songs, but parents, um, I found it's, it's a big moment for them when they get to kind of hear their child's story or ideas being brought to life in that way. And I think it's a big moment of letting them know that that, that their children's illness doesn't define them and that, and that there's so much more to be told. And, and um, there's just life and joy Um, And so that's been some of the most heartwarming responses when when parents are like, oh my God, this song, we're listening to it nonstop.
3: Another example that comes to mind is we recently in May had had our first sort of big in-person concert in New York where we had uh, a number of Broadway performers uh sing kid songs alongside the kids um and they got to and they got to many of them got to zoom with the kids who weren't going to be able to be there in person and were and were watching on live stream ahead of time um and one uh incredible broadway performer aaron davey who um it was in a number of broadway shows most recently diana the musical um and was in great gardens other things um she uh talked to Faith who had written this song about her chronic illness experience called Reason um, that she had chosen to sing. And they just had this incredibly moving conversation that Jake and I got to be hidden on the Zoom for um, where where Erin Davey shared about her own experience with chronic illness that she hadn't sort of spoken about very publicly before and, and allowed us to sort of share that with our community, sort of on our social media as well. And it's just um, for, Obviously, for for the kids to feel like wow, a Broadway performer singing my song was cool, but to actually be like, my song has actually had a really significant impact and an emotional resonance with someone who's a, a performer who's saying not just like it's fun to sing your song or like this is cute, but like this actually was kind of transformative for me. Um, was kind of I think amazing for us, amazing for her. Sort of just a, just really powerful all around um, that there's sort of One of the things I say sometimes and I love about the organization is that the impact often goes in directions that I can't even predict. And it's not just like, oh yes, we achieved our our impact goal, but sort of the most important impacts are often ones that we never sort of thought about or imagined and just sort of happen organically.
2: Yeah. Those moments of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Like those pinch me moments. Sure.
3: And those happen relatively frequently, which is pretty, pretty cool. Job to have.
4: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can I share one more anecdote related to what yes. you just said? Um, sort of a, one of my favorite unexpected impacts we had was two of our songwriters met in like a virtual group session. Um, like they sort of connected over the Zoom chat. They like bonded over like their love of High School Musical, and we didn't know that they had like exchanged info, and then like months later. They, their families reach out to us. Oh, Charlotte and Elliot want to write a song together, and we're like, Oh, how did Charlotte and Elliot know each other? And we had a Zoom with them, and they told us that they became best friends because wow. of the Hear Your Song session, mm-hmm. and they wrote a song with us about their whole friendship and how they live. One of them lives in um, the Midwest, one of them lives on the West Coast, so they've never met in person, but they like talk every day, and this, this the whole conversation is on our YouTube channel where they like share about how like hear your song, brought them together. And that to me was one of the coolest things that they just forged this friendship because of writing a song together. It was, that was really heartwarming. That gives me
2: goosebumps. Like how, (laughs) like, you know, all those things that like you don't even know are going to happen and then they happen and uh, nothing you even planned for. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Catherine, do you have anything? And we've taken more than enough of their time I promise people a half an hour, and then usually it's an hour later. <laughs> all, I we're we're probably, having so Probably much. just need to change that wording I when I talk to
1: people. We're having so much fun. But um, I guess one thing I've just, in going through this process, is, like, I felt a lot of joy um, doing this with you guys today. And I even found, because um, I was listening to some of the songs on your website before we met today, um, and I found myself just like smiling <laughs> and laughing. And, and I think even, you know, it's like this very, um, the continuum of, of emotion of like, whether someone's expressing something that's very painful for them or something silly, um, just the fact that you are doing this work of providing the space for people, for the, their voice to be heard and maybe a voice they didn't even know they had in the first place. It's just really
3: incredible. Thank you. Yeah, we actually I just had a conversation with a mom who said like, oh, I just wanted to tell you every time my son gets off, I hear your song songwriting session. He's always like Those hear your song. People are so happy all the time. Um, yeah. so <laughs> I, I, it's not something that we necessarily are. I mean, I think we just we find so much joy in working with the kids that we do um, and um, hope that they do, too. So I'm glad that you had yeah. that experience.
2: Yeah, thank you. I know I'm sad we didn't say that this was going to be four hours long because I, I, I want to finish this long. Like I want to know how it ends. I want to hear the entire thing. I'm sad.
3: We can, uh, always, we can schedule a follow-up. If oh, we can
4: make a little demo of the one chorus. And right.
2: <laughs> send it to you. Thank, uh, Dan, thank you both so much for being here today. It was really fun. Thank you
1: guys. Thank
2: you for having us. Thanks so us. much for having us. This was so fun. And. I say this a lot, but I want to be you when I grow up because, (laughs) I mean, what amazing work you're doing. Yes. Uh, If you're watching, make sure you're subscribing or liking or sharing or doing all the things. I don't know where you're watching or listening to this, but make sure you're subscribing and uh, checking in. Every week we have new episodes. Keep creating, everyone, and we will see you later. Bye.
0: Facing life altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create arts for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of HeartScene Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition.